Check, check. Alex, let me hear you one time. Check, check, check. And puke. Hi, this is Puke talking from sunny California. All right, everybody looks good. Minimize that. In five, four, three. Due to COVID-19 and these bullshit things, everything done stop in the oil just drop. Bunch of stock market flop when the shit gon' stop. Had a hell we fall off when we're sitting on top. Getting money around the clock, man, no desk, it don't stop. We gon' get it, let's go. Hell yeah, we gon' rock. Bounce back on this bitch, bounce back on top. Fuck COVID-19, trying to keep us on lock. Due to COVID-19 and these bullshit things, everything done stop in the oil just drop. Bunch of stock market flop when the shit gon' stop. Had a hell we fall off when we're sitting on top. Getting money around the clock, man, no desk, it don't stop. We gon' get it, let's go. Hell yeah, we gon' rock. Bounce back on this bitch, bounce back on top. Fuck COVID-19, trying to keep us on lock. Fuck COVID-19, said a shit, let's scream. I don't know, it fucked up everything. Everyone lose sight. This shit ain't right. Good evening, New York. You gotta yell. That's not the state you're in. It's nearby. What's the... It, uh, somebody said a statement like that, though, didn't they? When they opened the show? Good morning, uh, Vietnam. Is good, morning, good morning, Vietnam. Good morning, Vietnam. Live from New York. It's Saturday night. Yeah, I, I mixed uh, my memes there. Oh, well, let's turn it over to <laughs> Me mixing. Who knows what to do? Hi. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. This is episode 468 of Portman Show. Andrew's gone. I don't know where he went. He's not here. So it's just the three of us. Yeah. Right. Alex. Los Trace. Uh, I'm in California. For anybody that doesn't know, you should fucking know by now. Jesus Christ. So what's happening, guys? It's uh, it's Monday night for you. Monday uh, evening for me. Yeah. We I had the best weekend. We had the best weekend. The best. And I had a bad experience that I wanted to talk to you about. But mm. let's start with all the stuff that makes it the best. What did you like the best about this weekend? We all went to Columbus, where we met up with our friend, who you kind of know, Puke, uh, Drew Sample. And, yes, I've uh, met that man. Nathan Frazier, Facebook Don't world champion Nathan Frazier. Follow, if you're still on Facebook, follow Nathan Frazier. He is the best. It's a good shit poster. Good shit po- The best shit poster oh. on Facebook. So uh, we all hung out in Columbus, and uh, what did you think was great about that, Alex? I think the greatest part... For me, as a selfish part, which is that the plan got executed basically according to plan. Mm. I spent a lot of time in my youth uh, being isolated hermit, and in recent years, I have worked my way out of that. And as part of that working out of that, coming out of the cave, so to speak, I have been working on many social skills, including logistics of organizing groups of people. Yes. When you wow. have seven people coming together for dinner at a restaurant on a Friday night, the logistics are challenging, but we got a reservation. The reservation got canceled, but not really because we had an inside what? man who got us the best room. So we all ate a lovely dinner at the place that I figured would be great. We walked over to the bowling alley slash barcade place across the street afterwards just as I imagined it. Nice brisk evening. It was loud. It was packed. It was fun. There was ping pong. There were beers and craft whiskeys. And uh, I went home thinking, you know, uh, you learned a thing or two about getting people to do stuff and making sure it happens for them. Organizing a group. Yeah. It's a great skill to have if Andrew's not around. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like, I mean, not to... 
not to put you down or anything, but like organizing dinner seems pretty simple. It's just like, oh, it, hey, are you fuckers hungry? Let's go here. You Done. would think so, but based on like the last two meals that like Andrew Brett and I have had, yeah, it can be, uh, yeah. Well, la- two that I can think of in recent memory. One, we tried to go to Rachel's last weekend, and it was a forty-five minute wait, and luckily we uh, were able to get in a place downtown mm-hmm. because downtown Butler is dead. And then there was Miami, uh, Miami Beach, where we spent 30 minutes trying to find one restaurant that I wanted to go to and then ended up at probably the worst restaurant no one ever wanted to go to. So, mm. I mean... Talk th- about polar opposites of towns. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. here's what I say. Have some cans of tuna around. Just in case. <laughs> have, yeah, just have, in, your, in your pockets. Just carry them like a, like a can of scold in your back pocket. Well, you got those tuna envelopes. Those can, yeah, those fit in ooh, pockets easy. Made for a pocket. Made for one. But what I'm saying is, you know, if you're not out and about, don't go out. Like, if you're not traveling, like when you travel, you go out. Well, here's a place, what are the restaurants like? You're in Miami, you go out. But, you know, in Butler, where we are, <laughs> get yourself a 12-pack of, you want albacore tuna, not yellow tuna. Yellow tuna is something else. You don't want what? it. Most what do you mean? yellow food's not good. What is yeah, it? mustard's the only one I think is acceptable. The <laughs> bananas, mm, bananas, but are bananas yellow? Mm. They're more the thing the, that you the eat part is that cream. you don't eat. Yeah, yeah. What's a yellow food? Peppers, yellow peppers are good. Okay, yellow pe- good. Yeah, okay. I uh, know people are listening to this right now, and they're just shouting out <laughs> some yellow food that they love that we're overlooking. Curry. Uh, <laughs> okay, yellow curry. We've got a we, um pineapple. Sorry, ah, there we go. That's right, pineapple. I'd forget the fruits because I don't eat them. Oh yeah, but you eat, you ever eat berries? Ah, oh, I I'm was eating berries really. just before the show. What kind of berries? Straw. Mm. Ooh, that's probably like further down on the list of berries that I eat. But if I do ever have a nice mm. strawberry, I am delighted. I cut them up into little slivers. Put them. Yeah, I love it. For me, it's blue or straw. Yeah, blue, black, or straw. Maybe sometimes a raz. Raz. Oh, mm, yeah. I'm, I just I don't care for raspberries. I don't know what it is. No. They're not as good to me. If you're into yogurt, let me tell you about this. You want to go to the frozen food section of a decent supermarket. Frozen. Kroger's. Kroger's. Yeah. Now, oh, yeah. maybe this could happen at Terrible Giant Eagle, which is our mm. supermarket system here in Western PA. Not good. But you want those little pomegranate nugs. That's what you want. The ones that got uh, pulled out of the pomegranate already. Already, and they're frozen. You drop a handful of those into a nice 2% milk fat, Fage, that you've Mm -hmm. added some stevia to, Mm -hmm. some almonds. Mm -hmm. Oh, maybe a couple of chocolate pieces. I was going to say the chocolate pieces. Maybe a couple of chocolate chocolate pieces. 20. 20. Yeah. And then, uh, oh man, I am just soaring with that. Little, actually, you know what? With with the pomegranates, you can get by without the chocolate pieces. You know what a good pairing is with the chocolate pieces and almonds, raspberries, or strawberries. So you're eating the pomegranate seed. Oh yeah, that's the part of it that you eat. I didn't. Well, I didn't know this so, when I first encountered pomegranate. I was under the impression you had to uh, kind of chew, suck the the fruity piece and spit the seed the meat. out. The meat. Yeah, they call it the meat. Oh, I just eat the whole thing. Maybe they're de No, that's not possible. It's not 
Fourth yeah, month. I don't know. <laughs> uh, can they be genetically there's, there's modified like, to be deceded? Uh, uh, someone's working on it. Yeah. Well, but everything else is genetically modified. Is there modified. a little like a little crunch to them? I like a little crunch. Yeah, yeah, so that's that's a seed, and I think you're supposed to eat that. It's probably just like xylem husk. It's just fiber that moves through you. But yeah, I didn't know that for the first two to five times that I ate pomegranates, and then I realized you just chew on the seeds, and it's great. Oh, good. I hope they're growing in my stomach. Yeah. And then I barf them out when they get big enough, and I get to taste it. I think they just explode out like some sort of uh, extraterrestrial organism. How did It you... turns into Palm Wonderful juice. How did you eat your strawberries, puke? Uh, with a fork. What? Just regular? Were they dipped in chocolate or anything? No, I mean that would be amazing, but I I'm I'm not fancy. I I just like a pure strawberry. Like I uh because I'm out here and um the the company's paying for my meals, I just get the the pre the pre-sliced strawberries mm. from the uh, the grocery store and I don't even have to deal with the obnoxious little leaflets on yeah. the top. That's the worst part, trying to cut those fuckers off and not get too much of the strawberry thrown away. Yeah, or eat around. So I just have a cup of strawberries and I, uh, you know, poke it with a fork and shove it down my gullet and think, oh yeah, these are good. And then on occasion, a seed gets stuck in my tooth, and I, I'm not happy about that. It, it sure does, and you feel like your tooth is going to fall out because it's like yeah. are my teeth <laughs> are so lodged. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they get real lodged. So anyway, back to non-yellow foods, albacore tuna. Get a twelve pack of these can't get a, get a fucking twenty four pack. I mean, Amazon, we're in the middle of a Costco, national crisis. Where are we going? Uh, I just go to Amazon. But Amazon wants to play games. Amazon wants to play games with their old. Oh, like we don't have that tuna that you ordered last time. Nope, never. Right. So now we want you to get yellow tuna. And the first time you make this mistake, you go, "It's tuna. How different could it be? Yellow tuna is not albacore tuna. It's different." It's different. Is it a different species or what? Ah, mm, it'd be the same species. It could be entirely different. There sometimes, uh, sometimes in the fish world, and I'm really starting to talk out of my ass here. But I have a feeling that they're (laughs) they're like they're close enough that they're both called tuna, but they might be different enough that it is like a yellowfin tuna. My, I'm pretty sure that's the big like 400 pound ones. Albacore might be like a little tiny 50 pounder thing. That would be part of one family. And how naive am I being right now? I mean, you think about what we went through in the fish world in the 80s with tuna. I mean, (laughs) half that shit was dolphin. And people are just eating it going, oh, it's all the same species. It's good protein. It's what goes into the net. It could be What if the dolphin is what made it good? Maybe, but the yellow is nice with an avocado mayo. And you also want to put some jalapeno peppers in it. The pickled Wait, you mean the albacore is nice. The albacore is nice with an okay, avocado. Okay, you said yellow, mayo. so I was confused. Oh, well, holy You're shit! Mixing up your tuna. I'll, I'll edit that. I'll, I'll edit it before I send it. Get to your you. tuna straight. Yeah, you want albacore, white tuna, solid, not chunk, not chunk, solid. You make oh. it into the chunks yourself with a fork when you add the mayo. You make it smooth. <laughs> it's all the same, yeah. but there's something you don't. It's too mushy if it's not. Do so, you put the relish in? Um. He's got the pickled jalapeno. It's pickled of, jalapenos are good. Yeah, I like to do a little cut up cherry Ever. tomatoes. A little uh, like a chopped mm. almond. Uh, mm, pumpkin yeah, seeds sometimes. Crazy now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just go straight mayo, sweet sweet relish, pickle relish. Oh, that's that's kind of all you need. Uh, Mix it in the if bag. You, if you're not afraid of the carbs, you can scoop that with a cracker. Huh. Delicious. What's the? I are we that. are we club? Are we Ritz? Where are we at on the crackers with these? I do love a good Ritz. Okay. 
A good Ritz is strong. I feel like a buttery, a nice buttery rectangular club is going to get into the bag a little bit better. And it's going to kind of play off that mayonnaise in a way that, I mean, you could probably you put a little microgreen on there from uh, our friend Drew Sample and you sell that that club tuna cracker for $25. We can get restaurant. microgreens. <laughs> oh, Puke, do you know about microgreens? Uh, they're green and they're they're small. They are both, yes. But in little restaurants, when you get fancy dishes, they have little garnishes on them. Yeah. Like pea sprouts or very what? baby kale or other things. Pea shoots. These are microgreens. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so they're like tiny little versions of um, greens that you know. Yeah. And you could conceivably drew tried to give me two pounds of them and i forgot them at his house when we were in columbus oh that seems like a lot two pounds of greens it is probably eight salads worth i would say it's a it is a lot i got a pound of micro pea tendrils from drew and uh yeah it took me do you have the pea tendrils i ate them it was months ago and it took me probably a good two (laughs) to three weeks to get through the thing Oh, I love That's it. That's a phrase you don't want the doctor to say. You got the pea tendrils. Oh no. Mm. Well, um, so anyway, did we? Is that all the puke? Do you know about these crackers that are made out of cheese? Um, yeah, I, I think. Well, I've had something that was like a chip made out of cheese, and it was frankly kind of gross. Oh, this is like one of my favorite things. I'm eating too many of these. I have for a healthy eater. Like for a healthy eater compared to the standard quote, American, unquote. you know, I have like one of those super hyper palatable food diets. Like mm. I'm always not like when he just says, I'm just eating strawberries. I envy that. I envy that <laughs> because I would need like four or five things going on with the strawberries. Yeah. You know, I think you uh, I think puke is just very firmly a man of simplicity when it comes to uh, the snack game. Whereas you're kind yeah. of, um, you're really, you're bought into, it's probably, you know what, I'm going to call it out. I think Don't it say comes bought from, into things. You're bought into the oh. <laughs> like five meal a day sort of health paradigm. Mm-mm, mm-mm, no, no, I don't I mean, maybe five. not consciously, but here's the thing. Like if I'm going to have a snack, right, which as I do, um, I've been eating fairly low calories, but I'll still uh, eat some food in the middle of the day. And uh, for me, a snack is like, right now, here's exactly what it is around noon. A two ounces of lettuce and one epic protein bar, which is um, kind of like a beef jerky bar. Then about an hour or two later, two hard-boiled eggs. Hour or two later, one more epic bar. That, to me, is a snack. Why? Because very simple, open up, eat with your fingers, done, 10 minutes. You're putting five different things together. That, to me, that's a meal, buddy. The Every, amount of prep yeah. work you put into your quote-unquote snacks Every single meal I eat has some form of dessert. Yeah. Too. I've noticed that. Yes. Chocolate chips. Chocolate chips. A handful of chocolate chips. Uh, half a Quest cookie. A whole Quest cookie. A yogurt, mm. uh, a, a, a sweet yogurt uh, treat. Ice cream. <laughs> I'm. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I eat ice cream all the time that I make in the Magic Bullet. Hmm. Yeah, see, that's a, that defeats the purpose of a snack. Like, uh, the, the reason you're having a snack is because it's easy. That's 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 how I look at them. Mm, I do like things I can prepare in less time that it takes to eat, which is why often every day I get up and I go, I'm having eggs. And then I get hungry, and I go, I'm having yogurt with chocolate chips. 
I don't know. Put I the mean, yogurt on the eggs. It's working out okay, but I I, I feel like it, this is all kind of uh, on credit. Like someday there's a price to pay. There definitely is. I mean, it, a lot of what you're eating I would classify as uh, keto junk food. I try to keep that distinction in my mind. I will say the Epic Bars, it is a processed food, and there's a, there's a gap between that and puke strawberry as far as the wholesomeness, I would say. But Here, it is, largely, it is the actual protein of the animal that is on the little label. And um, I feel pretty good about that. Versus a Quest Bar, the macros mm-hmm. are fine on a Quest Bar. And maybe even the blend of stuff in there isn't really going to be that toxic or kill you. But it's still a p- very heavily processed food that the end of the day that's chunk food right so i don't eat quest bars cookies are no different but it's a nicer texture and a quest bar is like something that they give you in like the dystopian future texture wise it tastes good oh yeah but it has the texture of a dystopian futuristic food so i stopped eating those all together um i will only allow myself one quest cookie a day unless there's some really absurd extenuating circumstance like when we were traveling that was like a three quest cookie day there would be a two quest cookie I, I don't know if i've ever done a three <laughs> quest cookie day but um and i was also eating those one bars until i find out they're filled with maltitol well, i thought i told you that uh the last year like a year ago mm, maybe you did and maybe i <laughs> blocked it from my memory so i could keep eating them do you know what maltitol does? Not a clue. You just you just you just got a shit. <laughs> like in Diuretic. a really uncomfortable way. Oh. Well, and then maybe yeah, even you fun. can't. You just your body is like, do you want to feel what it feels like right before you shit yourself? But for hours <laughs> and when you try to go, you can't. Maltitol. Mm. I had to cancel a show once. I've told the story on Puke and the Gang and Portman show before, but I was at Dale's house, and Dale had a studio. And before School Sucks Live one night, just like sugar-free chocolate, could the world get any better? And I just like four or five. (laughs) This was like ten years ago, probably. And then I had to stop the show. I thought I was dying. It didn't feel (laughs) like this is gonna. This is like. A, a bathroom thing it felt like this is an end of life thing wow like, like your intestines are melting or something no like i had tremors through my entire torso oh, all the yeah. way up to, to my shoulders that's like serious uh your body's trying to expel poison through diarrhea yeah through my shoulders <laughs> it's really that's well, bad when the poop comes out of your shoulders right it wound up coming out my belly button, so mm. just got to go and get wow. tied again. Well, yeah. um, so that's <laughs> Columbus, or that was just part of Columbus? Is there? Yeah, a, that's your. That's a hell of a weekend. Yeah, yeah I mean that was. Uh, I think that was Columbus as far as you and I are concerned. I did my own Columbusy things on my own. I didn't. I skipped the brunch. Here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll fucking say. That is not Columbus as far as I was concerned. I had perhaps one of the most magical weekends. Mm. I even went to the state house and had magical experiences in the state house. Wow, that's surprising. I stayed on the ah. 17th floor of a beautiful hotel. The Sheraton. The Sheraton. With this panoramic view of all of the banks in the bank buildings, like the bank headquarter buildings in Columbus. <laughs> um, there's some things I can't go into because I haven't like... Uh, 
uh, cleared. Of its sexual nature? No, 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 not nothing like. That. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like it involves another person that I haven't like, you know, figured out uh, a respectful way to talk about on the show mm-hmm. yet. So I'm just mm-hmm. being mm-hmm. cautious about that. But I will say that the combination of us there in Columbus uh, just made every experience utterly delightful. It was amazing. It- yeah, it made you uh, interested in the beauty of bank buildings. <laughs> it did. I be, there's a great video on my Instagram where I go through them all, so check that out. And uh, before we left, before we drove back, my travel companion and I, we go to a barbecue place. It was just a truck outside. Ray Ray's? Ray Ray's. Fucking wow. Ray Ray's. Wow. I, uh, I wish I would have known and given you the recommendation, dude, because I'm glad you found it anyway. Yeah, Drew told us. So I said to her, you know what I like to do when I'm in a new place or a place I don't know too well? Find a parking garage, go to the roof. Yep. See yep. the city. See the city. So we do it on the OSU campus, right next to the stadium, that giant stadium. Yeah. We drive up to the roof. It's eight stories high. I don't know. And we have a picnic on the roof of the parking garage. Wow. Did the cops oh, come? I was waiting for the cops to come. I was <laughs> waiting for the fucking OSU cops to come. That very same parking garage that when you went up there has big, giant, eight-foot guardrails on the sides. Yeah. I take a date up there one day because of the same exact thing. It's free. You walk up a parking garage. You drive a parking garage. And now you've got yourself an elevated view of an area. Wow. Look how great this is as we're conversing and seeing the sights like we... Uh, were fancy enough to be in big, tall buildings. Little did I know that, like, in the week before we went up there, like, two separate incidences of students jumping to their deaths from OSU parking uh, garages had happened. So as we're just talking and just hanging out, the cops roll up, like, three cars deep Mm. after (laughs) our, our license and saying something about how it doesn't look good on the cameras. Like, what? We're here. What are you? What are you doing? We're here talking. Well, it doesn't look good on the cameras, okay? Looks like you're talking about jumping. Yeah. <laughs> 15 minutes later, we're just heading out, and that's when my date, who actually went to OSU, told me, yeah, a couple of people jumped off and committed suicide. It's like, oh, well, what a lovely thing. That, and then they put up that, these guardrails. That's a way to bum out your evening. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. She didn't tell me at all, too. We just walk up there like the world is our oyster. Maybe she was hoping you would jump. You're like, let's see what happens if she I bring people have. up here. Yeah. I wanted to go in that stadium, but I didn't. Are you allowed to? That's the kind of thing you don't say out loud. Sorry, everybody. Yeah, I don't so. I don't think uh I don't think you're allowed to when it's closed. I there were a bunch of cars there and I could see right inside. I could see the field through some of the portals. Yeah. Oh so, yeah. I mean you can see you can see inside. Yeah. But there were people in there. So why couldn't I be one of those people, I thought. But bravery. Uh, I mean, the dinner we had, just the spread, the table, the private room, being with a guy who knew all the people mm. makes you feel like an important person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like being with Drew in Columbus. I feel like part of, I don't know, something. <laughs> you know, I don't know what it is. Huh. He's the he's the kind of guy who um, in restaurants because he sells his microgreens, delicious, delicious pea tendril, 
Micro cilantro. He's an urban cetera, farmer. His Cap City Greens, is that the name of his Capital name? City Gardens. Capital City Gardens. I think, yeah, Cap City Gardens. One of those two. Uh, website uh, to be launched. Um, yeah, so he knows a lot of restaurant owners at good quality places because uh, normally microgreens come on food that you're paying a lot of money for. So that's always great. Not a lot of McDonald's with the microgreens. Not yet. I am sure they're working on something um, when the electric cars come and you can only order McDonald's from AI, they will include yeah. microgreens on their burgers. When Taco Bell wins the food wars. Mm, I think we'll all be eating Quest bars. Or something yeah. that's not, it's like it has the nutritional profile of a Pop-Tart, but it has the texture of a Quest bar. Yeah. Soylent Quest bars. Mm, yeah. There's always the goop sometimes. But goop isn't as stable. Yeah, it'll probably be congealed into a bar. Mm. That's the food of the future. It's more portable. You can shoot it out of uh, cannons at people. I can't yeah, wait till we eat other people. Till people are processed into food. What was that movie? Soylent Green. Green. Soylent Green. Yeah. And then remember, we covered this puke years ago on the show. Um, there was something called Soylent. Oh, yeah. It's still, still, it's still around. Yeah. You can get it in fucking grocery stores now. These uh, these hippie-ass places around uh, California called Gelson's? Yeah. What a ridiculous store. I also went into a Whole Foods down here. Blah. You want to talk about an experience, you should go into one of these uh, uppity, like, uh, lefty grocery stores down here in California, and you'll see some interesting characters. Yeah. A lot oh. of yogurt boys. I can go to Trader um, Joe's in Bakery Square and see, like, a similar scene, I'm sure. Uh, maybe well, not yeah, anymore. That's true. Last Why? time I went to Trader Joe's in... Uh, cranberry the shelves were empty they blamed it on a snowstorm i said no i don't think so because the shelves aren't empty anywhere else i it was trader joe's in bakery square where i realized the extent of the problem with american men that was where yogurt boy was, was invented born. was there at that trader joe's so yeah. i have to admit i um i am not a yogurt boy but uh I do. Going to Whole Foods is one of my little treats these days. It's a decadent little <laughs> trip to a place where you just feel better than everyone else because you're spending hella more cash on your groceries. Yeah, that's what, well, that's why I went to the Whole Foods and then this Gelson's place is because my, my meals are being reimbursed. So I'm like, I'm going to go uh, treat myself to some sort of yuppie organic shit. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, it's fancy stuff. And that's where I saw Soylent like pre-packaged Soylent drinks just in the in the cooler. And I was like, oh, that's still a thing. There what you would go. you say was the worst thing you saw in your trip to Trader Joe's? Mm. Or, uh, uh, Whole, Foods. Whole Foods. Or Gelson's. Mm. I don't know if it's... It's not really the worst thing. It's just like, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm in a upscale grocery store in California. You know, just a lot of bright hair, people dressed mm. eclectically, mm-hmm. Um there was a chick with a big ass and a bare midriff that I passed in one of the aisles, and I was like, "Oh, there you go." Mm-hmm. You know, it just it just seemed like when you picture California in like movies, like upscale California, I was like, "Yep, this is this is what it is. This is where people get this stereotype." Yeah, they call and, it a uh, uh, whole paycheck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I, was, I, I love walking around places like that because I'm just like, I feel like a. Uh, like an anthropologist watching, you know, the chimpanzees or something. I'm yeah, like, it's natural environment. Know. Yeah, but I don't know. I'm a Trump supporter walking around. Uh, every goddamn <laughs> dressing there, soybean oil, Whole Foods, everyone. Oh yeah, soy's healthy. Didn't you know? It's oh organic. no, I didn't yeah, know that. I uh, sorry, I thought it gave me tits. 
Because it does. It makes my balls fall off. Well, that but that's is what part they of want. the play. Yeah. <laughs> that is what they want. And that was what was happening at Bakery Square Trader Joe's, is all these guys were just eating soy. Yeah. And then they didn't yeah. even know how to shop by themselves. Yeah, you got to be careful. There's a lot of stuff when you just walk around and you look on the shelf and you're like, oh, that looks interesting. And then you realize it's an entire display of plant-based, like weird processed food, non-food. Everything is soy, but it looks like beef. And you're like, oh, they tried to trick me. They're not trying to trick us. They're trying to trick That's what other it feels people. like. Yeah. We know about uh, soy. <laughs> We've been on the soy thing for years. Soy awareness, not soy yeah, diet. Yeah, we're not, not eating it, yeah. Right. But you're right. Like, you've really got to look at the ingredients, and it's just a, it's astounding uh, when you go into a grocery store. I like to go in grocery stores and just wander around and, like, look for different new things. Yeah. Yes. You're like, no, that looks good. Then you would look at the ingredients or the calorie count or the carbs. Holy shit, the carbs. And you're just like, Jesus. No wonder everybody's fat. Yeah, Man. Whole Foods is a, is a good... <laughs> Sort of racket for uh, shilling carbs to everybody, carbs and soy. Yeah, carbs and, and soy. I went into a, I went into a grocery store. I don't think it was the Whole Foods or the Gelsons. I think it was just a regular old Ralph's. And uh, just go into a grocery store and and take note of how many things are just drinks, like just liquids. And it is it has to be sixty percent of the items available is just drinks. Motherfucker, so thirsty. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, water is pretty cheap. If you can sell people something that's mostly water, why not? Well, not if you go for the uh, the Fuji. Fuji water is not cheap, and that's it's not all cheap water. to the end consumer. It's cheap as hell to the people <laughs> raping the Fijian pristine islands. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's yeah, it's fun. It's interesting to be in a different place and just you know see what's on the shelves. I will say because there's out. nothing else for me to do out here. I I go and uh, I can travel around and look at the 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 nature stuff mm-hmm. or the god awful urban jungle that is Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Why don't you try so to join ex- a gang? <laughs> well, that's where that was the last Airbnb. I think oh. that's where those were at. So I I got out of there. You could um, um, try to mug a homeless person, or a t- uh, I'm sorry, a uh, what a, what's the PC term? A tent dweller. Well, wait, where are you? I'm in Irvine now. Okay, you could so be in nice like place. you could get down to Long Beach in probably like five hours. Oh, I've been to Long Beach. It's, it's, I stayed what is it, there eight for miles? a trip for two weeks. Yeah. Well, it'll take me an hour to get there, but yeah, it's only like a few miles away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's. Um, uh, I've I, I haven't gotten out as much in the last couple weekends because I've I've had to do uh, delightful things called taxes as well as just not. You know, just didn't feel like traveling much. And I'm, I'm trying to catch up on the photography editing. I'm still editing shit from fucking New Year's. Jeez. Uh, yeah, I'm behind. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I need to just get out and see some of the god-awful places and where I desperately want to stay inside the car with the locked doors. <laughs> right. Maybe I'll go to Compton again. Drive through there. See How if is I can't that? Find I'm sure that it's crate. fine. I'm sure it's uh, lovely these days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What is it bad? Is it still bad there? Compton? Oh, L- it's, I mean, L.A. is an absolute hellhole everywhere, so I don't yeah. know. But. Oh, yeah, it might just all blend together now. But, uh, I mean, all of L.A. is, yeah, just kind of, like, depressing and, and so just filled with cars and traffic and people I don't like. 
I, I don't know. I figured the area would improve. It's not like the CIA is dropping crack off there like they used to. I, I guess not. I, I haven't been to like New York City in the 70s, so maybe it's not that bad. Mm. I feel like... Or uh, what? Compton in the 90s? and That was a Grand Theft Auto. Vice City. No, not Vice City. Uh, San Andreas. San Andreas. Yeah. Wow. Grand Theft Auto. So... Yeah. Let me get into this. And... <sighs> I don't want to bum you out, Puke, but this really kind of... Uh-oh. This hit me pretty hard. What's so that? the hotel I'm in is right on top of the Ohio State Capitol, right? Yeah. So I walk out the door, and there's the Capitol. I actually parked my car for the night under in the Capitol parking garage. And um, we decide to go in just to walk around and take a look, see see what's in there. And for me, it's kind of like... I'm a public insurrectionist. Let's see if I can just walk into a Capitol building. <laughs> yeah. So uh, see if you're on any lists. Right, right. So we do. Uh, you know, there's a minimal security procedure. You just walk through a metal detector, and uh, the adornments and the spectacles in this building. Have you mm. ever been in there? Oh yeah. Oh my goodness. Been there for a party. A party at the Capitol. Party at the Capitol. Were you with Drew? He seems like somebody who no, gets invited was, to parties uh, at the Capitol. Before I was friends with Drew. Oh, parents? No, uh, it was part of the uh, the Columbus startup community. They had a big. Uh, we had a whole week of festivities, and it ended with a party at the Capitol. Hmm. This place is exquisite. I took some beautiful pictures in there. Right. Oh. But uh, my. Uh, my lovely travel companion and I are on the way out. And the state police mm-hmm. who are monitoring the entrances and exits, mm-hmm. they go, did you guys see the Lima Company um, memorial? And this is like a group from Ohio uh, that a bunch of them were killed in Iraq. Oh, yeah. So... I go up there and I've been thinking a lot about how stories are used to manipulate people. I just actually did a show about this on, on school sucks, like the power of narrative and narrative is obviously huge right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, The narratives that like around the Capitol thing that happened back in January was all narrative, right? Yes. It's still narrative. Uh, Yeah. And it's the same narrative that was actually ironically considering that like I'm in a Capitol looking at an Iraq war memorial and all the same narrative like beats are being used against people who are these whatever insurrectionists as like they're 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 fighting against democracy and it's it's yeah. terror and tyranny and all these things you know it's exactly what we were told about like Al Qaeda and um, the Taliban uh, to to yeah. pump up support for the war and democracy will prevail it's all the same shit it is all the same shit. So uh, I go up and I look at this Iraq war memorial and I really get like upset about it because all these dudes who died are drawn to look like characters. It's called like the eyes. So they're like looking right at you from the painting. But all the paintings are drawn or are made like almost like this children's storybook art. It's like it's very realistic. But it's also like just stylized in this way Caricaturist. where, where Caricatured. It, it's total story, right? Where it's like these are the only thing to remember about this are these heroic people and everything else can be forgotten 
And I really just felt very emotional and kind of shitty and really sad for these people that like they're used to tell a story about this bullshit thing that made money for all these like defense contractors and fucking, um, you know, Halliburton's and shit like that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm looking up photos right now of the, uh, the exhibit, the internet's great. Um, and yeah, it's the, it's the same old shit where it's like, Hey, look at all these heroes. They've done so much for freedom and, uh, you know, American Liberty. And, uh, if it wasn't for these, you know, men who were, and women probably who were like me, who were just fucking dumb 17 year olds who are like, I need college money. Cause I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. And I'm poor. And, uh, you end up in a, in a combat zone and your fucking brains are blown out. it's like, yeah, okay, awesome. And then, yeah, here we are 20 fucking years later. And it's, it's, you know, they're like, uh, one of, one of the crazy fuck stories I've heard since the, the inauguration is, you know, the, the military is like, um, increasing their background checks of soldiers, like scanning their social media and stuff to see if they've got any, you know, uh, insurrectionist thoughts. Right. And like, Jesus Christ, if they had, if they had gone and tried to find me when I was in the army, I would have been kicked out quick. Yeah, because well, that's but I mean, even back then, that's why I I used the nickname Puke and all of the like libertarian forums and stuff, New Hampshire Free State Project forums, because I was paranoid that somebody would find out that I have these, you know, thoughts about you know actual liberty or freedom. Yeah, and yeah, it's depressing as fuck. I mean, I I probably have a stronger reaction when I see uh, memorials like that because sure. I I know guys like that, and I know that like if they hadn't. You know, these memorials are for the, the the men and women that died in combat or in a combat zone. But like, what about the memorials for the thousands of of former soldiers or current soldiers that killed themselves? You exactly. Know, nobody talks about that shit. And then, yeah, just the it it blows my mind how how uh, everybody's just like, yeah, uh, if it wasn't for soldiers killing these brown people and dying overseas, like, well, then I wouldn't be able to. I don't know, go to the Gelson's and buy expensive beef. Like, what? (laughs) You know? Yeah. And it's like, but then at the same time, it's like, if I, if I type the wrong opinion into Twitter, then I might have my, you know, job, I might lose my job because, you know, the, the Twitter mob will come after me and my employer will be like, oh, fuck that. We'll just fire his ass. Yeah. It's weird that that was like such a dangerous thing, like 15 years ago. And the dangerous things are so different today, but now it's like kind of coming back around where it's like, what do, what do we need? An entire military that's loyal to Kamala Harris? Is that what they're like scanning people's thoughts for these days? It's just, yeah, I think yeah. they, I mean, I think they are, you know, the, the, the Pentagon is filled with, uh, you know, generals and whatnot that they're, they're basically just like the senators and the, the people in the house, they're political animals and all they care is about is their career they don't really give a shit about soldiers so like you know they they want to get their next star on their shoulder so they're sucking up and and doing all this like racial what is it um social justice social justice or what's what's the the stupid racial thing where they're like basically say white people are the devil yeah equity but there's something 
Uh, what's the term? Like Trump actually brought it up in one of the debates, but he wasn't smart enough to fucking know what he was talking about. Uh, race, critical uh, race theory, critical race. Theory. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so it's like now, now you get to go into the army and you have to learn about how you're a, you're a bad person because of the color of your skin. Yep, and you know, and then you have to have like sensitivity training before you go kill people. <laughs> oh yeah, but you also get to be part of the resistance, right? You also you also get to be enlightened. Um, yeah. While you promote, it, it, it's one of the funniest things about the left is that like you're onto some other shit while you're so, uh, you know promoting the exact same things that are being pushed by the U.S. military and Amazon.com. Yep. And yeah, that's I mean, you know what? The, the, Here, I'll fucking say it, and I'm not the only person who said it. All this woke stuff is a corporate plot. I don't know if you've heard this. Theory. I have. I, I I got into listening to Dave Smith. Yep, that's Libertarians it. podcast, and that guy's fucking great. And uh, yeah, he brings up great fucking points. That like, does he talk about Occupy? Because I think that's like the genesis of this whole thing. He, uh, I think he has. Um, but yeah, I mean, he brings up great points. That like, you know, these fucking idiot lefties. Like, do you think McDonald's or? What was it recently? It was like Coca-Cola was telling their employees about things like be less white yep. in some yeah. sort of sensitivity yeah, yeah, training yeah. shit. And it's like, like, you think you think Coca-Cola gives a fuck about actual like justice for poor inner city people that are getting shot by the cops? No, they don't give a shit. All they care about is making more money and it's whatever, wherever the winds of popularity are blowing. They're going to glom onto it and sucker you retards into, you know, buying sugar water. So if there yeah, is... Super depressing. <clears throat> excuse me. If there is a bigger plot here, I think one of the things that's been discovered in the last 20 years is that corporations are much more effective levers, right? Cor corporations yeah. are much better delivery systems for this kind of shit efficiently mm -hmm. than schools or governments could be. Yeah. Right. Oh, well, I mean, and then if you have like idiot libertarians that are like, well, they're a private company, so they can do whatever they want. Yep. Yeah. It's like, okay, you goddamn idiot genius, you know, welcome to reality, though. Think about that instead of just, you know, focusing on your philosoph f philosophy, right? your theoretical philosophy. Well, but yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's another thing that I've been hearing a lot from people. Like Dave has said that, Pete Canones, who's also awesome. Uh, is just like, yeah, we got to get out of theory and we got to get into reality with some of this stuff. Like, well, I mean, that's one of the things that, like, I started getting really bummed out about being in the Free State Project and like the living in Keene is that a lot of that shit that they were doing didn't, it didn't uh, account for reality of like what you're doing is like, yeah, going to get you uh, libertarian points, you know, when you're out protesting or or doing all kinds of whatever the fuck. You know, street cred libertarian stuff. It's a that circle you want to jerk. do. Yeah. But, yeah. But uh, you're just pissing off normal people who don't give a shit. They just want to live their lives. Right. Yeah. And they're, they're incapable of considering that. They're just like, oh, well, these are just bad people because they don't want to, you know, run around and yell at cops. <laughs> and it's like, as much as I'd love to yell at cops, it's like the reality is, is that you have to be smart enough to understand psychology and how people are going to react to your, your attitude. Right. So more and more, I've uh, I've been uh, coming to terms isn't the right word. I've been sympathizing isn't the right word either. Accepting the existence of uh, what these days 
people would call normies. Sure. I mean, I think it's still, uh, I think it's still valid. Let's make fun of the the ones that are kind of like fringe subcultures of uh, what you might call the mainstream, the yogurt boys, the woman with the fat asses and the exposed midriffs and whole paychecks at uh, Southern California. But um, yeah, in general, I think most people are going to, most people are going to most people. If most yeah. people go to the grocery store and watch CNN, most people are going to go to the grocery store and watch CNN. And as much as there are problems with that, and there are certainly plenty of aesthetic things that me, we, uh, the broader listening audience and the three of us on here might not want to be those people. Um, there, most people have always been like most people have been. Well, it's like and when you're I not gonna yeah. get rid of that. That's what I say about school. Before you go to school, you're a boat, but you go to school for 12 years and you get a sail. Just no captain, right? <laughs> so then you go out into the water and the wind blows you where it blows you. I mean, mm. that's basically, like, if you just think about how most people live their lives, they just follow the cultural programming that is put in front of them. That's why I, I had that yeah. real uh, stern intervention with that woman. I was on a date with this woman. This was probably, like, 2018. She was a college professor. She started shaming me. Mm. I've told the story, right? You know yeah, the story? I don't know about the shaming. Well, no, but I, I was like, why are you talking down to me like you have some kind of sophisticated worldview that you earned by being a progressive. Like all your teachers in public school were progressives or liberals or at least Democrats. All your college professors were even more so. Then you watched, uh, you grew up watching the fucking Daily Show and mainstream media and reading the New York Times and, um, you know, getting stuff from Hollywood. Like all you had to do to arrive at this worldview was never question anything that's been force fed to you your entire life. So, right. like, um, that's fine if you want to be that way, but don't talk down to me for not being that way. You know, I'm not right about everything, but I thought about yeah, things. Yeah, these people, it's funny how they, uh, they, they perceive themselves as the counterculture. And it's like, uh, it's not the 60s anymore. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, exactly. Like the resistance. Like, like Albert, Al Gore's, uh, the sequel to An Inconvenient Truth was called Truth to Power. Oh, yeah. Well, and it's a movie about pr promoting like UN climate change yep. legislation. Agenda 2030. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking truth to power. Hey, kids, you ready to be rebels? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jump on did you board guys with hear the global the, government. The yeah. Did you guys hear the story about uh, assholes are talking about like there should be these global lockdowns like every couple of years now because it's, it's good for, for emissions. The yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's great for the environment. <laughs> Because nobody drove a car. <laughs> Never mind wanna, that we're all yeah. fucked economically. I'm I'm taking more of the uh, radical empiricist approach to news that uh, Isaac, who was uh, Morehouse, who was on my show recently, was talking about this. It's just like I see shit. I just assume it's fake. Like I I I I, I want to like I hear a story like that, and I'm like, are people that really that much of cunts? <laughs> Yeah. At least, like, are they uh, really? At least the two or three that they get for the little sound bites on those shows are. But it's well, that, yeah, that is a that's a problem. Is that where we live in this rage cycle? Mm, that's like true. society now, right? So, and, and it ha happens on both sides or all sides where mm -hmm. you, you, the story is so fucking ludicrous. But it it's like the Streisand effect. Like no one's gonna listen to some dumb fuck who's like, "Hey, we should shut down the entire planet every couple years," and then. Like if everybody just treated them like the retards they are, but they the the Twitter people and the 
you know, the talking heads need stuff to talk about. And so they're like, oh, my God, can you believe somebody said this? And then it perpetuates itself. And it's not it's not real. It's like nobody actually cares about that kind of shit. Right. But because you need you need to keep your followers engaged with uh, rage bait YouTube videos, you talk about it. And then, exactly. And now here we are talking about it. And it's like, yeah, nobody I don't think the majority of this stuff is ever really real. That's, that's a good point. That's By good. the way, before you go, Alex, can I just Eric in the chat? What's he, what gem is he coming up with? Get days? a sale, no captain, stern argument. This conversation is very Brett fanatical. Uh, <laughs> sorry, go ahead, Alex. Bravo, Eric well in done. the chat, always with uh, the tastiest of puns. Yes, tastiest mm. of puns. Um, yeah. Well, Jesus, but this I is my whole point. So puke, you go. Oh, well, I was going to say, like, you know, these ridiculous stories that uh, are just really perpetuated because people get mad about them. And it it does good for the people that uh, peddle the rage. Um, it's what has led me to want to desperately, like, figure out how to get my life to a point where I can get a cabin in the woods and, like, not not really be affected by all this nonsense it would be wonderful if I could just, you know, live a life where I'm out in the woods and the only thing I do is like I'll go out and take photos and like travel around and be a photographer and not have to be concerned with my idiot corporation employer putting out um, like just today they put out this like memo where they're going to be giving us approved face masks so we can only wear our face diapers that they give us that are approved by the corporation and they they're not going to make us do double masking yet but it's recommended and that i just saw that today and i'm like fuck me i need to figure out how to become financially independent because i'm gonna lose my fucking mind like like how do how do people cope with this shit uh, you know i mean it's like the uh, i keep talking about like the the hobos when i was up in the bay area there's just these giant camps of homeless people just living in squalor and everybody else just drives by them and they're like eh, what are you gonna do this is this is what the way it is and you become accustomed to the insanity yeah is there any talk of uh what their their take on vaccines are I haven't, no, I haven't, uh, haven't heard anything official about that. Like, I'm sure that that's coming where that'll be the next, like, uh, mandate is that if you want to continue to be employed, you have to get the vaccine. They're pushing for it over in England. There's a big, uh, campaign. I think I heard it was actually kind of, it was really or quote unquote organic from the corporations. It wasn't even, um, from a government sort of thing but the the catchphrase is no no jab no job uh yeah wow. i mean and that's that's how i said all these things are going to be delivered it's so much easier just to leverage it that way right yeah because governments are inefficient corpor corporations yeah. have a bottom line right and they're just blowing they're just blowing in the wind too of the culture yeah because they all they care about is how are we going to continue to create products like and how do I put this? Like they they only give a shit about the bottom line. They got to get to the next quarter and make their profits. And so if there's anything that threatens that, then they're going to counter it, right? So 
even though there's all this evidence that the masks aren't doing shit out here in California, the corporations, you know, are controlled by the people that are inundated by this this nonsense. You know, so my 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 company, um, the division that I'm in, is headquartered here in Southern California. So I'm sure that all the people that you know live down here and work here, they're normal people that don't pay attention. All they do is like. Oh, CNN said that we need more masks. The governor said we need more masks. Listen to this. Ignoring the fact that the the you know the rates of infection go up and down, irregardless, ear regardless, yeah. not regardless, regardless, irregardless, regardless isn't a word. Masking, yeah, yeah, and it's it is uh, it's extremely frustrating to exist in this um, you know environment and it, like being in a in corporations. I've been in I don't know five since I got out of the army and the army acts like a corporation too. So anyway, my entire adult life, I've been stuck in this sort of environment where it's just nonsensical childish rules are pushed down upon the employees. And, uh, I don't know. Most people are just like, I don't fucking care. Yeah. And cultures where there's not a lot of questioning about it. Yeah. Yeah. We're not, we're not at all, um, trained, you know, like, like it is, it is unique to be a person that questions things, the, the the authority, or think critically about the shit that you watch on TV, the horrible commercials, you know, pushing social justice shit. You know, so I've seen scenes in Pittsburgh, not here in Butler, but I've been down in Pittsburgh and I've seen scenes where it's just a bunch of people heads down, standing in a line, right, waiting for fucking yeah. food, <laughs> waiting for yeah. permission to get groceries. And I'm like, right. geez, some other country, like if there were a freer country, I still don't know if there is a freer country than this one. I mean, I don't think there is. Which <laughs> sucks for this planet. Yeah, right. And There's for the a- whole solar system, because this planet's probably the solar system's best hope. Yep. Well, uh, until we get to Mars. Right. Well, I, I just long. mean for life and freedom. But I was like, geez, if there was a freer country, they could take pictures of this shit and use it for propaganda. Like, look what life is like here. Yeah, you know, so I don't know. It's sad, but it. I mean, it doesn't diminish my spirit much. I'm still really excited to be back around here, and there's lots of stuff that's really great. There's lots of great things happening right now. It's not all doom and gloom. Yeah, yeah, not at all. Well, I mean, that's that's how you have to uh, approach life now is to figure out how to weave around the doom and gloom, and not be one of these, you know, sad mopey people just going about life and then you know what the gee why is suicide on the rise why is um yeah why do veterans kill themselves at such an insane rate nowadays because you're constantly being told that you are fighting for freedom and if it wasn't for your sacrifice you know we wouldn't have all these freedoms and liberties and blah 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 and then you come back home and you get out and like you're just surrounded by fucking tyrannical rules Right. Well, and McDonald's doesn't year, have microgreens on their burgers. <laughs> in our defense, we're only being sad and mopey right now because we're doing a comedy show. Yeah. We, we rock around this house. I noticed and- we like uh, we have gotten just so serious and thoughtful when Andrew wasn't here. And I think there's something to be said for that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and Andrew isn't here, so we should talk about Andrew just for a minute because he's usually such a big part of the show. He's usually a big part of the show, and apparently he's usually the one who is shilling the jokes and laughter while the rest of us are trying to have really thoughtful discussions about <laughs> yeah. oh and he just wants to do poop life. stuff yeah yeah <laughs> we got some poop yeah. stuff in 
but we oh. did with the mouth tall. Yeah, but uh, no, I just would say that uh, his performance on the show has been really great over the last month. Uh, I've en- I've enjoyed the stuff we've done. I've enjoyed his contributions. He certainly missed tonight, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah, where's he at? What's going on? Uh, he had to go down like towards Pittsburgh for something. So emergency stuff. He's always got emergencies. It's, uh, it's the only s- way he operates. He's a man Back on the, the go. Back in the day, it was some sort of bread job related emergency, but now, now it's Airbnb stuff. He does. But, uh, life, life gets in the way. Like this is this is just a fun hobby. So I understand, you know, priorities. Yes. But we made it happen this week on a Monday night. Now it's reached nine o'clock, which is certainly bedtimes oh, around getting here. Getting late for y'all. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm fighting hunger. Still being hungry. Still hungry. <laughs> yeah, but still what is hungry. it about doing doing this show makes you hungry? I think it's I don't know. It's just expending like brain power. I we talked to so much about tuna. <laughs> We talk a lot about food on this show. That's probably uh, a catalyst. Hey, we're wrapping up in the next few minutes. If anybody in the chat has anything they want to contribute or they want entered into the fucking record here, yeah, let's do fire away. Let's do some chat. Fire away, and then we'll we'll wrap uh, up early. We're going to wrap up early tonight because it is not it without Andrew. I mean, a two-hour show without Andrew is like yeah. I don't. I just don't have the stories. I don't. That's our story man, Andrew. Andrew comes with these tales of delight and woe every week i don't know how the fuck he has so many experiences for one person well i do feel uh, he's a thoughtful guy you know and i mean a lot of great stuff happened this week for me but just it's not funny and columbus i know i focused in on like the one most like heart-wrenching aspect of the whole thing but it was just such an amazing weekend i wish i could tell you guys more about Ah. well alex you were there i was but i didn't uh I wasn't involved in any of your penis stuff that you're not allowed to talk about. That's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> I had I had very special moments in the Capitol that same day. With your penis? Yes. Yeah. It was there. <laughs> he rubbed it on the Lima Company <laughs> memorial and said, ah, freedom. Uh, freedom. Um, <laughs> let, let me think of one. Um, well, after dinner, we went to this other place. Now, at first, I wasn't feeling this place. But it was so nice just to sit around with all the guys and gals and talk and play ping pong with Andrew for a little bit. Really close game of ping pong that I won. How was, uh, how was the brunch? I missed out on that. I did not go to brunch. What? I couldn't get out of the hotel. Mm, penis stuff. No, no, no. It was really just like I. you go to a hotel, right? These Airbnbs, they want you out at 10 o'clock in the morning. 10 o'clock. Right? So when I look at hotels, I'm like, I'm trying to craft a special hotel experience. Right? Mm. That means view. Right? Yeah. It means a well-reviewed hotel. Mm -hmm. I couldn't have asked for such a high floor. That didn't even enter into my calculation. Uh, But they give us the keys. They're like, you're on the 17th floor. The 17th floor. What is this, Manhattan? I said. So we go <laughs> to the 17th floor of this building. And this vista, even though it's all banks and government buildings, it's just expansive. And, um, uh, you know, the room was so perfect. And then the next day, it was like, let's get Starbucks, walk around. I walked around the hotel in socks. I understand there's a <laughs> oh pandemic going God. on. I walked around in socks because all I had was boots. Outside of your room? 
Oh yeah. I mean, I was walking through like this concourse, like mall area, in in socks. I don't and think that's okay. Mm, yes. well, I got away with it. <laughs> we took pictures, and then you know the we we just got the most out of the hotel. Made sure to shower there. You know, made sure to really enjoy the view. Did they have a breakfast? Oh, you know, I didn't even think about that because, like, I don't know. Food just wasn't a thing. But checked mm. out of there at noon on the dot. We got every moment of that hotel. Nice. Because we only got to go there before dinner for, like, five minutes. Yeah, just to stop by. Yeah, just to, to change clothes really quickly. And it was hard to leave with the view and the room and, like, everything. There were, like, chase lounges and shit. Wow. It was it was perfect. Wow. I'm did when you, I go did you hmm? did you fill an ice bucket? No. There were a lot uh-huh. of hotel things I didn't do. There was probably a pool. You gotta fill the ice bucket. Pool's probably closed, so you didn't miss out there. Yeah. Yeah. Due to COVID. <laughs> you know, COVID spreads in chlorinated water. <laughs> that should be a meme of just like ridiculous pictures. Just due to COVID. No, yeah, just people doing like really stupid stuff to inconvenience themselves. Like a that picture of the guy getting eaten by the shark. What? Wait, what? what? Or maybe I'm thinking of a seal. It might have been a seal. I mean, wow, that is inconvenient. <laughs> no, just like somebody chaining themselves to a bike rack. I don't know. We're just thinking like the most inconvenient, stupid things you can think of, and then just the caption is due to COVID. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, getting eaten by a shark is pretty inconvenient. Or like a impossible M.C. Escher painting of like stairs that go around in a circle due to COVID. Yeah, because <laughs> every place is like inconvenience for you, shitty, obedient fuckface, due to yeah. COVID. So and, is- and it doesn't even make any sense. Like dressing rooms, fitting rooms at this store closed due to COVID. Yeah, well, my workplace has a squirting alcohol on the bottom of her shoes due to COVID. Wow. Yeah. It's like you come in the front door and you got to squirt your shoes with alcohol. And I'm like, what the fuck is this doing? We know it's a respiratory virus, right? Yeah. And if you go through some uh, neighborhood, whether it was there in Columbus or here in Pittsburgh, and it's like a bunch of small businesses, everything has just like a flyer on the door. Due to COVID. Due to COVID. Yeah. And yeah. usually it means we're sorry we're out of fucking business due to COVID. Yeah, my but favorite restaurant. But it's not due to COVID. My favorite yes, Columbus restaurant. The- out of it's due business. to the reaction of COVID. God damn it! Yeah, what? Sorry, my favorite restaurant. Ah, uh, whatever. My favorite restaurant in Columbus. Who cares? Uh, d- d- what was it called? It's called Philco. It was called Philco Diner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now it's called Derelict. It's due called to COVID. Dead. Permanently closed due to COVID. Diner. Yeah. Uh, chats, contributions. Carrie asks, "Is Alex leaving town for a while?" Alex is leaving town for good. Alex is leaving town for good. Leaving town for good. You've been out here of for town what, about a month. Yeah, five weeks. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yep. So uh, we'll miss Alex. Mm. It's just going to be me and Andrew for a while, and then Puke's going to be back, and it's going to be Puke and Andrew. I won't be here either. No. Oh. When when do you uh, think you get back here? End of April. Jeez. Jesus. Wow, that gives me some yeah. time. <laughs> Yeah. Well, then maybe I'll come back. I might come back then. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. This. Uh. This is like. I think they want me to stay longer, but I'm. I gave them six months is enough for one fucking trip. Jesus Christ. Oh yeah. I mean, when's the place that you're supposed to work out out here gonna open? Uh, it's open now, but it, it's it's like 
the it's a new facility, so it's being built up, and you know they're still trying to get work out there, and and um, I don't know. It's still going to be. I, I imagine I'll have to come out, back out here again at some point for more training, or yeah, they might just not have work built up ready to go for me yet. So it's a process, you know. Big as long as I as long as I have the approved mask, they'll they'll keep me on, I guess. <laughs> Um, I wonder if I like poke holes in it if they'll notice, so I get better airflow. Oh yeah, right. Due to COVID on it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Uh, yeah. That that's one of the things that really depresses me is people that are like having fun with the masks and like getting colorful, fun masks and bedazzling them. It's like, like no, we 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 should not be embracing this nonsense. Right. People should be wearing uh, the plague masks, I think. Mm. <laughs> Just <laughs> scaring the shit ones. out of children. Yeah. You yeah, know the I thing mean, I mean like, with why like not? the Why long... not wear a fucking yeah. gas mask? Right. Yeah. I mean, let's really get dystopian about this. Let's scare people. Yeah. Uh, Carrie follows up her previous question. Who will talk about awkward bathroom situations? Good news, Carrie. That's what this show is 25% about. Alex or or we'll find a way with or without me right Uh, I'm looking at a little house tomorrow in uh, Morningside which I don't think is the best area so I'm not super hopeful but it's kind of near Lawrenceville I know this is real inside Pittsburgh kind of talk but I'm excited for that I'm taking a trip down there uh, just to rent not to buy but um, I'm actively pursuing a return to the city but uh, I want to be I'm still you know We've got uh, an exciting couple of months coming up. Those Minnesota cops uh, are going on trial. Oh, and yeah. Ooh, boy. then getting acquitted. Ooh, so there's going to be more fires uh, if that happens due to COVID. Due to COVID. No, well, yeah, due, no, to COVID. due to Trump. It'll be a Trump insurrection. Yeah, this time, I think I think we'll be fine because Trump's uh, Trump's gone now. <laughs> interesting. I mean, that is interesting. That because that it's hard to gauge what will happen. Yeah, I mean, the actual people who actually care about uh, black people, they are still upset. But um, all the people who really amplified them don't want them to riot now that Biden's president. So they're going to downplay it as much as they can. Right. Well, all the people who really care about black people, you just eliminated a whole bunch of people on the left. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They still have the troops, the the National Guard and the fences around the fucking Capitol building in D.C., right? Yeah, that's permanent. Because they they keep finding uh, new new threats. Oh, oh, there's a new new threat somewhere out there. Mm -hmm. Better keep this occupied military force protecting our precious, precious elected servants. (laughs) Here's what I learned in Columbus, okay? Capitals are precious. Hmm. The buildings are precious. Even if they have a kind of a, an emotionally disappointing Lima uh, company memorial, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> it was still really beautiful. And it's just like, I didn't like those dudes' faces being used to like tell a story that's not their story. Because you know, all those guys probably had thoughts, like Pukas thoughts that were in their heads that now they're just like captured as faces that serve this story. And I fucking hated that. But, yeah, it's called, uh, it's called propaganda, baby. Yep. Mm-hmm. Fun piece of Columbus trivia to uh, make sure we don't leave on that note. The rotunda in this capital was exquisite. The exquisite rotunda in this capital was created because across the Olentangy River, there was a little town called Franklinton established in the early 1800s, I believe. 
and a man whose first name I believe was Andrew. His last name was definitely Sullivan, and a couple of his cronies were kind of the the lords of Franklinton. And uh, Columbus's capital moved around. Um, I think it was Chillicothe at one point, and then it was this place called Zanesville, mm-hmm. which I was uh, at over the weekend. But some of the state senators way back in the 1800s complained, "Hey." This shit is not anywhere near the center. If I'm coming from Northeast Ohio, Zanesville is very far. So they were looking a little more towards the center. And these guys, these schemers in Franklinton, they owned all this shitty worthless land across the river from Franklinton. And they said, hey, state of Ohio, guess what? If you make this new little city we're trying to build up, Columbus, the state capital, we will give you the land to, and we will build your capital for you hmm. free of charge. Wow. And that is how Columbus was made the capital of Ohio. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Oh, man. And a beautiful rotunda was born. Yeah. I took one of the most beautiful videos I'd ever taken in my life of my <laughs> the, the person I was touring the capital with just standing in this ray of light. It was dreamlike. It was one of the most beautiful moments. But anyway, uh, then the cop showed up and said, "Put on shoes." <laughs> I had shoes on by then. Uh, I kept, uh, but I kept taking my mask off because, like, I'm not being photographed with a mask on. But yeah, you have to wear. Yeah, don't uh, don't be one of those people that, uh, for the love of fuck, and like, again, it goes back to like, why would you want to remember this shit? Like, this is this is not something to uh, to like immemorialize. Memorialize? Memorialize. Yeah, Yeah, I got to, when we were in Zanesville, my friend um, got a really great picture of me. But just the logistics of the situation, I had a mask on. So it's like, wow, this is like the perfect Tinder pick. And I got a big fucking mask on my face, which will play. That would play for another few months. And then it's going to be just so obvious. Hey, dude, you took this picture like six months ago because nobody wears masks anymore. Oh, I really hope that day comes. Yeah. Maybe I really hope that day is a thing. You can say what? Sorry. Tell them that you were a, you're a, a doctor. doctor. And then they're yeah. like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's makes sense. Mm. But yeah, I, um, the fucking people that don't want this shit to end, like it, it just blows my mind. Oh, well, they get to, you know, you get to wear your little fucking, uh, your, your totem on your face. Look at, look, look at how much I believe in science. I'm such a good person. Got this totem on my face. You know what I hope one person did? Because there is definitely at least one person crazy enough that they would consider this. I hope somebody got a face tattoo of a mask. <laughs> that's probably coming. Yeah. Now that that's out there, somebody should do it. Yeah. One person's Some crazy fuck. Yeah. Our friend Nathan uh, Puke, he had face tattoos. He had a tattoo on each side of his face. Wow. It was pretty cool. What 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 are the tattoos of? One is a flower, and the other is it's a cross. Is a cross? Wow! Yeah. Is he employed? No, that's he why he did it himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's why he did it because it's like mm. this is what you can do when you're not employed. I think that's kind of part of it. This is what you can do when you're not employed. So yeah. you have that to look forward to once you have uh, financial <laughs> freedom. Is you can have some tattoos on that face. Yeah. So. No, it's I up to know. you. I feel like, uh, you know, I got one tattoo and that was expensive enough. Yeah. Don't need to be spending money on any more of that shit. So, but to uh, each their own. 
Yeah, indeed. Final word from the chat, if there are any things. Uh, user named Glorious Coconut says, I don't want Alex to leave. Aww. That's Nick. I don't want uh, you to want me to leave either. Why does Nick love Alex so much? I think because I'm not Brett. I think that's obviously a I huge part of it. Uh, at least 80% of it. Nick, I'll I'll step back to you eventually. I'll, you don't have to worry about me, you know, taking such a big hand in things. Uh, Carrie <laughs> says, me neither. Um, oh, no. I love when he makes Andrew uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's one of my favorite things, too. Yeah. So... Uh, yeah, and uh, you know, I'll second what Nick and Carrie says. Uh, we'll miss you. We'll miss you. Well, thank you. I will miss you guys as well. This has been this has been a fun experience. What made you decide to come here? By the way, um, I wow, it's just been such a year of reflection and changes so far, and um, I was just kind of doing a little uh, accounting of friends and compatriots, and realized that there's. There weren't a lot of people that I really regularly hang out with in Columbus. And so I was like, well, my best friend is going to Costa Rica for two months. Mm -hmm. And if I basically don't see any other human beings for two months because of COVID and or there's just nobody I hang out with available, then uh, that's probably not going to work out too well for me. So why don't I go out to the wonderful Butler, Pennsylvania and hang out with Brett and Andrew for a (laughs) little while. I didn't know if you thought there was going to be like a shit hitting the fan kind of thing where you wanted to get out of the city, get out of the city. Not in January. It's too cold for that. Right. Well, well, I I just met with the inauguration, like some kind of crazy crackdown. Oh, I was like, uh, yeah, I was still in Florida. Oh, that. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, but you were hitting when we heard you were coming here. That was the day that Andrew and I were like. All right, guns, cash. Because Andrew even said to me, because Andrew is not an alarmist about this stuff at all. And he's like, you know, I don't know if anything's going to happen. I was like, I don't know if anything's going to happen. He's like, well, what are you going to do? I was like, I'm going to go get a few thousand dollars in cash. Yep. Good plan. I'm going to take the gun out of the trunk of the car and put bullets in it and put it it in a safe. And keep it under my pillow. Right. Yeah. So... Uh, that was all we did, and nothing happened. Yeah, shit hitting the fan in the winter is the best time because it's it's frozen, so it doesn't spread as much. Oh, yeah, yeah. Best time for uh, actual shit. Worst time for metaphorical shit. Yeah, it breaks yeah. the fan though. Well, I was in the Bay Area during the inauguration. I was like, boy, I sure hope my Airbnb doesn't get burned mm-hmm. down. Right, but uh, I didn't see I didn't see anything. So the next national fires should be yeah. April. Possibly, oh, yep. possibly April or May, depending on how long this trial takes. I know there's going to be probably a pretty extensive jury selection process because uh, it's going to be kind of hard uh, to find <laughs> a jury a that's not jury. biased against the guy who started uh, race riots uh, by putting his neck on a man, uh, his on a knee, knee on a neck and killing a man. But we'll see. And, yeah, uh, hopefully I can get back to home before that happens. Yeah, I, I, it should be like, it should be like around the same time. I'm thinking those those two events, you coming back and that verdict coming forth. So it'll be Puke's fault. Mm. Oh, for sure, because that's mm. how causation works. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I don't have, you know, I, I have a, 
bit of a low haircut here, and I'm very white, so mm. I gotta watch out. Activists in LA are planning to set up giant nets at the end of the runway. Yeah, at the airport that just catch the planes. <laughs> See, it's, the whites it, are trying to get away. It's the escalation from blocking traffic. <laughs> right. So yeah, I'm surprised that hasn't happened yet, where they run out onto an airport runway. I think they know that gets shot or. Yeah. Well, I don't know. People are really fucking dumb. I mean, who would have thought people would run around and steal podiums out of the goddamn Capitol building? <laughs> well, the airport's a complicated place, too. And people who run out into traffic as an act of protest are probably not really good at navigating. Because I've never figured out how to get onto the runway at an airport. And I know well, you, better you, than to run out in traffic. Yeah. Well, you have to you have to know how to use tools like uh, bolt cutters to mm-hmm. cut open the fence. And then you mm-hmm. can just run right out there. Yeah. Pretty well, easy, honestly, if, you, if you're really committed to it. We'll see. It should be an eventful yeah. spring. And on that <laughs> note, we're going to wrap up. Uh, thank you, everybody who watched us live. Thank you to everybody who enjoyed the podcast. Thank you to everybody who listened anyway, even though Andrew wasn't here. Yeah. Uh, we hope we did a good job in his absence, and we will see you all next week. And uh, does anyone else want to say anything? This counts as a show. Come gather around people wherever you roam And admit that the waters around you have grown And accept it that soon you'll be drenched to the bone If your time to you is worth saving Then you better start swimming or you'll sink like a stone For the times they are a-changing Some writers and critics who prophesize with your pen And keep your eyes wide, the chance won't come again And don't speak too soon for the wheel's still in spin and there's no telling who that it's naming Was the loser now will be later to win For the times they are a-changing From senators, congressmen, please heed the call Don't stand in the doorway, don't lock up the hall For he that gets hurt will be he who has stalled The battle outside raging Will soon shake your windows and rattle your walls For the times they are a-changing Mothers and fathers throughout the land And don't criticize what you can't understand Your sons and your daughters are beyond your command Your old road is rapidly aging Please get out of the new one if you can't lend your hand For the times they are a-changing It is 
cursed on, the cursed is cast. The slow one now will later be fast as the present now will later be past. The order is rapidly fading, and the first one now will later be last for the times they are a changing. 